0: You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. How's that? Your head's a bit small. A bit small? All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. And you got hair. I have. With hair? Oh, okay. No How's that? Can it's you hear me? from a place of jealousy. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. How's that, Nathan? All right. Well, it is so strange being up here instead of down there. But I want to just thank uh, the worship team. I love worshipping at GGC. These guys are amazing. I remember when I first came to GGC and uh, we were at Mortlake and we, uh, I was new and I was coming to check the place out. And I came from the, you know, we had, back then There was in this old car park that was underneath the church And I was welcomed and loved from the very moment I stepped out of my car and I came up the stairs and I was taken to my seat and I was loved. And I know that love continues today. But I remember back then, the first time I came, I I cried in the worship. And today I felt the tears coming to my eyes again. And I remember back then that I was coming because I already knew about Jesus, but my beautiful daughters... Kate and Sammy, they didn't really have a relationship with Jesus themselves. And I was desperate for them to know about Jesus. And I asked God for a church. (laughs) And he brought me here. And I am so excited to say that not only did Kate and Sammy find Jesus, but my oldest daughter, Jess, and my son, Daniel, have all given their hearts to Jesus in this church. So I'm so thankful to GGC. I love this place. And I'm excited about what God's doing here in our church. But not only am I excited about that, I'm excited about what God is doing in our nation. Who's excited about what God's doing? And God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19 says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make pathways in the wilderness. I will create rivers in the wasteland, And that's true for Australia. God is doing something in our nation. He's creating rivers in our wastelands and he's going to pour out his spirit on this land. And even here we're starting to see unity amongst all the churches. And right here in our church, here in GGC and at the School of the Supernatural, we are seeing God doing amazing things. At School of the Supernatural, this is a plug for that, so I'm going to take a little <laughs> sidebar. But we are seeing about 30 or more students coming from all different churches. And seriously, we are seeing God do amazing things. Yeah. Our app that we have for us, where every day Leo will ev- ver- um, verify that people are putting miracles, signs, things that are happening wow. as they reach out, as we move in the things that God is teaching us. Good. So if you want to be uh, ignited further in the spirit, think of School of Supernatural. We start on the 2nd of October, okay, and we want to see you there. The first night's free. Come along and check it out and see what God's doing. Don't miss out, okay. It's awesome. Okay, what else? Okay, so the other thing that's happening, of course, is the Great Awakening. And that's happening in November, and many of us are heading down to Melbourne for that. And it's going to be an epic event. And, you know, on the Facebook page, you see that they're going 100,000 souls for Jesus, that they're calling out Australia for Jesus. And I know that there are people coming from all over Australia and across the nations to this. Everyone is coming to Melbourne. But the question is, are we ready for what God's going to do? As a church, Leo and uh, the eldership and the leadership team here have been preparing GGC for what's coming for years. Leo's been talking about the wave of the Holy Spirit, revival that's coming and getting GGC ready. You know we've already put on more services, we're uh, putting building new teams, we're spending time on the elders, the leaders, we're building up um, our connect groups. We're getting ready for the wave of the Holy Spirit. We've got an amazing children's ministry that God started up. The leadership, Leo and the elders are doing their part. My question is, what are we doing? What are you and I doing to get ready for what God's about to do? Revival is coming. But do you know where revival starts? It starts right here inside of us. This is where revival starts and we have to position our hearts and get ourselves ready for what God is about to do. So how do we do this? How do we get ourselves ready? Well, the Bible's full of instructions on how to get ready to receive more of God. But in 2 Chronicles, I love this. 7:14 it says, "Seek my face." God wants us to seek his presence. And how do we do this? How do we seek his face? Through worship, prayer and the word. God is calling every single one of us to these three things. Prayer, worship, the word. Will we respond? He's not going to force us to spend time with him. You know, I know there's so many distractions in this world. You know, we've got the TV, Netflix, computer games, uh, you know, social media, lots of stuff, sporting events, lots of things. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. And I love watching movies and TV series. You know, and I know we get tired because our lives are so busy. We've got so much going on. And we don't feel like praying sometimes. We don't feel like worshipping God. But you know what? It's not about how we feel. We call Jesus Mm. our Lord and our Mm Saviour. But where do we put him on our list every day? Is he our first priority or is he right down our list? Where do we put him? We have to make God our first priority. And today, God is calling every one of us to come and take our place to participate in what he's doing and everyone here at ggc every single one of us has a role to play whether you're a new christian or maybe you've been walking with god for a long time god wants you and he wants to use you you know leo is constantly reminding us about saving souls salvations he's always talking about us go for salvations tell people about Jesus invite people to church every week he tells us it's on his heart salvation souls for Jesus but this is not just Leo's good idea of a, to bring people to Jesus Jesus commanded us to do this he says in his word in Mark sixteen fifteen, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone and that, that's different for all of us, isn't it? You know, for me, I've been called to the nations. You know, 10 years ago, I went to a, a prayer meeting and a lady prayed over me and she, I was new to God. I'd only just come to know about Jesus in my life. And she prayed over me and she said, you'll go to the nations. She said, you'll lay your hands on the sick and see them healed. But I remember back then thinking, well, how can that be? I don't even know about Jesus. I don't know anything about his word. I certainly don't know how to pray for the sick. How would that happen? But you know what? As I pressed into God, as I got to know him, he brought that to pass. But it didn't happen straight away. It happened after I got to know him as I spent time in prayer, as I spent time getting to know him in worship. And five years later, after that day, he opened up the nations for me and I went on my first mission to Ghana. And now I've traveled to many places all around the world talking about Jesus. But for me, my calling was to the nations. But where's your mission field? You don't have to go to the nations for your mission field. Your mission field can be right here where you live. And it's not any less important than me going to the nations. At school, university, you know, in your workplace, our family, our friends, in the cafes, in the pubs, everywhere we go, that's our mission field. Everywhere that Jesus places our feet is our mission field. But the call is the same, whether it's in the nations, whether it's here at church, whether it's in the cafe in Leichhardt. It's all the same. Our call is to seek the lost. And Leo talked this morning about um, Jesus being our role model, didn't he? And that Jesus came to seek the lost. And how did he capture the hearts of the people? Not only did he preach the word and he taught them about the things of the kingdom, he went around healing the sick. so So he not only taught about the kingdom, he demonstrated the power through healing and miracles. And many times on my missions overseas, here in GGC, in the church, and in Australia, I've seen how the power of God has turned people's eyes and hearts towards Jesus. And I know many of you know that I'm part of a healing ministry called Bridge for Peace. And as part of our ministry here in Australia, we have a prayer tent. And we take this prayer tent out to festivals um, in country New South Wales. We go to New Age festivals. We go to Halloween um, and Iron Fest in different places to bring the presence of God into a place where Jesus is not welcome. Anyway, we have a lot of fun doing this. And um, our, our, um, recently we went to a festival called Iron Fest in Lithgow. Anyway, we put up our beautiful tents and we had, you know, you sort of undercover when you go out in your tent. You have your uh, spiritual reading signs, the healings, the dream interpretations because Jesus is not really welcome in those places. So we want to blend in. So we're undercover and so we have our tent up and then a couple of tents down we had the clairvoyant and the, the tarot card reader and she had this beautiful tent but she was charging $20. We were free. Yeah. So we saw people were just bypassing her straight to the free tents. Straight for the, for the spiritual readings. So I remember this one lady, she came up to me and she had this weird, they were all dressed up in the weirdest sort of outfits. And she comes up to me, you know, and she says, My back's sore, I, I'm hobbling, I'm in the pain. And I said, How big is your pain? One to ten? She said, I'm in ten. She was in agony. So I said, Can I release the spirit for you? So we're not really saying Jesus in this instant, we're releasing the power of Jesus for them. Anyway, so I put my hand on her back and I felt. Instantly, the bones under her hands started to crunch as her back started to move into place. And I thought, this is so cool. Jesus is healing her. Anyway, so after a while, I said, how are you feeling? And do what you couldn't do. And she started to bend down and bend down. And she started to run and jump. And, you know, she got totally set free and healed. But the great thing is, and I, I said to her, do you know that Jesus, he was the one that healed you? And she said, but I don't even believe in Jesus. I said, well, he loves you. And he healed you. And all of a sudden, up comes her husband in this weirdest sort of outfit on this bike thing. And he comes up, he says, what's going on here? And she said, I, Jesus, heal me. He said, we don't believe in Jesus. I said, but he, she said, but look. And she started to do all the things that she couldn't do. Anyway, he was so, he started to cry. And I said, what do you need? And she said, his back sore too. So we prayed for him and his back got healed. So I'll tell you what. Jesus is amazing and it was so exciting. And you know what? The next day he came back and they wanted to know more about this Jesus. So it's the power, not just the word of God, but the power of God that leads people to Jesus. Another story I want to tell you is about a lady in... I could talk about miracles all night, but I won't. But this one is so cool. So we were in um, Uganda and we'd been walking through a village and we'd seen all these people here with little mud huts and you'd go from hut to hut and people were being healed and set free. Anyway, there was this man in the field across the way and I was looking at him and Jesus pointed me out to him to go over and speak to him. And my interpreter said, "Oh, he's a Muslim. I said, oh, Jesus loves Muslims. Right. So I went up to this guy and I said, you know, through the interpreter, you know, we've been walking through, we've seen all these miracles. And he said, well, I'm a Muslim. I said, but, yeah, but Jesus still loves you. And I said, can I pray for your back? And he was in agony. So I laid my hands on him and his back got healed pretty well straight away. Then he had thick glasses on and he said, I said, can I pray for your eyes? And he said, if you take my glasses off, I can't see anything. Anyway, so I took the glasses off him and we prayed and honestly pretty well straight away and we commanded the eyes to see in the name of Jesus and he said I can see I can start to see shapes there's a tree there and I can see a roof there again we prayed and in the name of Jesus we commanded those eyes to be healed and he looked over and he started crying he said that's my friend so-and-so and and that's my friend so-and-so and he started pointing out people's faces that were over even far away so Jesus healed his eyes But the greatest thing is, I said to him, do you want to know more about Jesus? And he said, I want to know about this Jesus that healed my eyes. And he came down to the meeting and gave his heart to Jesus. So Jesus is an awesome God and he is a God of miracles. If you're in any doubt, he is a God of miracles. And he wants all of us, not just me and the team, but all of us to walk in the things of the supernatural and to see miracles happen as we pray, as we lay hands on people. Jesus wants us to walk around like he did. And he had a lifestyle of praying for the sick and seeing people healed. You know what? Today, we are his disciples. And the Great Commission wasn't just for the disciples back then. It's for us here today. He wants his church and we are the church to walk in power, the power of the gospel, in the supernatural and in healings and in miracles. Do you know, this church, GGC, we're strategically placed. We're not here by accident. God has placed us here strategically and he is going to bring many, many people in these doors. And he already is. And people are going to come that are broken. People are going to come that need healing in their bodies and they're going to need healing in their hearts. And you know what? There's going to be too many just for the healing team and for the leaders to pray for. Jesus needs every single one of us to step up and to be praying for the sick. All believers. And we're believers. Every one of us, if we believe in Jesus is qualified and empowered by Jesus to pray for the sick. The problem is often we don't know that we have authority. We don't know about it. So who's qualified? We are. Exactly. And what does Jesus say? He says, "These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe." They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, they will not be hurt. He says, they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Jesus says, these miraculous signs will accompany Those who believe. So who believes in Jesus here? Hands up. Who believes in Jesus? Okay. Well, then this promise is for you. Jesus' instructions are for you. It says these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. So praying for the sick is not just for the leaders or a few or the prayer team. The Great Commission is not for some, but for all believers. You know, and it doesn't matter if you've only been walking with God for a short time or a long time. It doesn't matter if you don't have a theology degree. It doesn't matter if you don't know loads of scriptures. It doesn't matter if you think you're not smart enough. It doesn't matter if you think you're too sinful. If you think you're too young or you're too old, do you know none of these things qualify you? Look at Jesus. He was a carpenter from Nazareth. Look at, the, look at the disciples. Who were they? They weren't educated. They were tax collectors, weren't they? They were fishermen. Yet Jesus equipped them and they turned the world upside down. Look at me. Seriously, I'm just just a mother with four kids. I live in Concord, for goodness sakes. I've got no theology degree. I don't know a million scriptures like Leo does. I haven't got much money, that's for sure. Yet God chose me. God uses me. And why? Because I heard his call when he said, lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. When he said to me, greater things than these, Sally. That's why he uses me. It was his call, his promises in the word. I knew I had authority and I knew that I was qualified. Good. And over the last 10 years, seriously, I've seen blind eyes opening. I've seen deaf hearing. I've seen the crippled getting up off the, gr- off the ground. I've people, seen people's minds and hearts set free. And I thank God. For what he's shown me. But the best part, that the greater thing is still yet to come. Yeah. And I'm excited. But I tell you how it started for me? It started with a simple yes. Yeah. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be able to pray for the sick. I'd love to see miracles. I'd love to see blind eyes open. Well, it just starts with a yes. Right. Good. Good. And as a believer, as believers, every one of you has authority. Jesus has given it to you. He says in Luke 10 19, I have given you authority. He says in 2 Corinthians 5 20 that we are his ambassadors. That's who we are, his ambassadors. And as ambassadors, we are authorized and we have authority and we are qualified to pray in the name of Jesus. As believers, you are qualified. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. Romans 8:11 says, "The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. You have everything that you need. Therefore you're qualified, not because of anything that you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And he sent, when he died, he left his Holy Spirit for us so that we can be empowered yeah. to lay our hands on the sick and see them healed in his name. We have the same Holy Spirit. Leo doesn't have more of the Holy Spirit than I do, and I don't have more Holy Spirit than you do. I just know that I'm qualified, I know that I have authority. And that I said yes, and I actually go and lay my hands on the sick and see them healed and release power from heaven. And often people will say to me, well, I don't see anyone healed. And I don't have the gift. God mustn't want to use me. I always say to them, well, how many people are you praying for? You're not going to see anyone healed if you're not actually praying. And some people say to me, well, I tried and I tried, I prayed for someone and they died or... You know, they didn't get healed, so that's it. I'm not not doing that anymore. But we have to understand that Jesus heals in different ways, doesn't he? He doesn't always heal straight away. He doesn't heal as we call it. He's the healer. Our job is to be his hands and feet. And so Jesus, we've seen and heard about the instantaneous miracles where people get healed straight away. And I I shared a couple of those with you, with the the man in the the field and in the prayer tent. But also, Jesus heals sometimes over time. And Leo touched on that this morning in his preach about the, uh, when he was talking about healing. But when I was in Tamworth, just a few examples is um, this lady came, this young girl came up and she had celiac disease. And she came up and she wanted to be healed from this thing because it was so debilitating for her. So she came into the meeting and we prayed and we, in the name of Jesus, we just command that disease to leave. And she went off to work. And obviously, I didn't see her again. I go back the following year and she comes up on the platform and she says, I want to give my testimony. And she tells the story that after we prayed, she started to feel better. She didn't get better straight away. It was a process that came up over time. But as she still pressed into God and stepped believing for her healing, she was totally healed of celiac disease. But it wasn't instantaneous. It was over a period of time. Jesus heals in many ways. And for me, uh, a couple of years ago, I had a growth on my eye. And I was told that I'd have to go and have an operation to have this thing removed. And I didn't want to do that. So I thought, well, Jesus is the healer. I'm going to pray and ask him to heal me. So every day over the period of two weeks, I put my hand on that place on my eye and I would command that lump to go in the name of Jesus. I would command it to disappear. Every day I prayed. And you know what? At the end of two weeks, that had totally disappeared. But it didn't go straight away. It was a period of time. Jesus heals in many ways. I have a friend, Annette, who was told that she would be, who had rheumatoid arthritis and was told that she would be bedridden for th- um, as she was 38 and that she was going to be bedridden, that she wouldn't be able to walk, that the rheumatoid arthritis was so bad she would have to roll out of bed. She could hardly walk. Anyway, she went to a meeting, a prayer meeting one time, and she came up the front and she didn't come to the leader or anyone. She just came up to one of the prayer team and they prayed for her. And, th- and she left. But over a period of three months, she started to feel better and better and better. And eventually she came off all her prescription medication and is totally healed. And now she travels the world telling people about Jesus. So Jesus heals in different ways. So let's not limit him. Healing is uh, what Jesus decides how he heals. But we know that he wants everybody healed. So I just want to encourage you, if you pray for someone and you don't see something straight away, don't think that Jesus hasn't done something. We don't know the seeds that have been planted. We don't know what Jesus is doing. So we may not see it straight away, but we just got to believe that when we lay our hands on someone, we're releasing power from heaven for them. And Jesus is the healer. We can't determine what he's doing. Okay, we would love to see people healed straight away. Like that little baby Jesse in hospital. I went over and prayed for him and um, okay I didn't see him get you know he's still sick on that bed but I'm believing every time one of us goes there and lays our hands on Jesse that we're releasing healing for that little baby and see him healed in Jesus name. So don't limit Jesus. He works in many different ways. So how do we start praying for the sick? Some of you might be wanting to know. Just do it, you know, just step out and do it and the Holy Spirit will give you everything that you need and remember, it's seriously not about you, you know, we're going to take a pressure off ourselves, we are not the healers, people say, oh, you know, the pressure's on when I pray for people but, you know, I've learned that there's no pressure, all I have to do is what Jesus commands me to do and he commands me to go and lay my hands on the sick, that's my job. It's Jesus' job to heal. So don't hold back if you've prayed for a few people and you haven't seen anything in School of the Supernatural in one of the DVDs we listened to. I think it was Chris Vallotton. He spoke about how many, many people he prayed for before he saw anything happen. But what if he'd given up? What if he'd stopped praying? Where Would he be where he is today? What if I'd stopped? Would I have gone, gone and seen all these people healed? No. And sure, I'm praying for people and they're not getting healed, but I'm not stopping. I'm believing every time I lay my hands on someone that they're going to be healed. Jesus is the healer. And when we pray, we don't have to beg Jesus to heal anyone. Jesus did it 2,000 years ago on the cross. He wants everyone healed. Leo spoke about that today. And remember, he has given us authority. We can use the name of Jesus. And there is such power in the name of Jesus. Jesus tells us in John 14, 13 and 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The name of Jesus is powerful. It's a force against disease and sickness. We command that disease. We command that sickness to go in the name of Jesus. If you have a sore, someone comes up to you and they've got a sore back, you put your hand on their back and you simply say, in the name of Jesus, I command your back to be healed. Someone has a headache, you put your hand on their head and say, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that headache to go. If someone has depression, they come up to you and they're depressed or they're feeling down, you say, in the name of Jesus, I command that depression to go and I release peace now in Jesus' name. People say to me, oh, well, you know, you've got really fancy prayers. I, I don't have those prayers. You've got beautiful words. You pray. You know, you've got better words. But you know what? It's not about the words we pray. It's, it's, it's not. A, my words, my, my, I may have learned to pray that way over time, but it's not about the words. It's about the power release in the spirit that brings healing. Nothing about the words. You know, and some of the greatest miracles I've seen, is when I've been in a, a, a meetings where say there's thousands of people like in Africa, and you know, they lining up here, there's no interpreters because there's too many people, and they're just pointing, you know, knee, arm, leg, what's 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 needs healing. And as they point, we just pray in the name of Jesus, and that thing gets healed. We have seen so many miraculous healings when we can't even speak the language. So it's not about, they're not hearing the prayer that I'm praying. It's the power that's being released. It's the belief and the faith that as I lay my hands on that person and command the arm, the elbow, the back to be healed, that it's going to be healed in Jesus' name. So it's not about the words. So if you feel you don't have great prayers, forget about it. All you have to say is in the name of Jesus, I command that thing to go. In the name of Jesus, I, I command the back to be healed, the headache to go. That's, if that's all the prayer that you have, that's a simple prayer from heaven and it's powerful and it's effective. Yep. Good. Right. So healing and miracles are for today. Do we believe that? Yeah. Do we believe it? And this is an exciting time in our country. I want everyone to get excited. And we have to prepare ourselves, not just the leaders and the elders, but every single one of us has to prepare ourselves. We have to get our hearts in the right place. Like Jesus walked the earth, let's make healing and miracles a lifestyle for us. We're walking down the street. We see someone that's got a, a, a sore leg or is hobbling or Jesus points someone out. Go up to them and say, hey, can I, can I pray for you? Can I release healing for you? We might get rejected here and there, but the times that you don't re- get rejected, that's when you see healing release. So let's stop looking at ourselves and be worrying about what people are thinking and let's be bold and courageous. Let's step out and know that we have the power and we have the authority To see miracles, signs and wonders released, not just by the leaders, but by every single one of us. His instructions are clear. Lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. In John 14, 12, Jesus says, Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater we do our part and he does his amen okay so we've learned okay that we are the prayer team all of us are the prayer team some of us feel more confident than others but we are the prayer team and i just wanted to finish tonight when we're in africa for example, we will have turned to the person next to us and we will, the, the children, the people, the ladies, the men will all just turn to the person next to them and they will pray for those next to them. And they see miracle signs and wonders as they pray. They've got no Bibles. They haven't watched 10,000 um, YouTube clips about healing, but they're seeing people healed. And I was hoping tonight that we would be able to not just hear about that we're qualified, but that we actually do it. You've been listening to the GGC Life podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com, or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.